It's time for the Drive Stop 4 at 4. Hour number two of the Drive Underway. It's Fan Run Radio. Time for your top four at four. Tucker Harlan today presented by the Kregner Group. They do real estate the right way. Thank you, Russell. At number one, Tennessee wide receiver Brew McCoy has announced that he will return to Knoxville for a super senior season. It will be his third season with the Vols, and he will be coming back from the season-ending injury that he suffered in the win over South Carolina. It's a super season, super senior season. Is he very, I mean, he's only had one year before he got here, right? He split a year between USC and Texas. That or? whole thing is weird to me because he had something off the field – He does give me the vibe of, like, this dude's 24 years old playing college football. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. (laughs) Excited about it, man. Grown man. What do we think? I I just feel like Brew's going to play his position, squirrel in the slot. Is it pretty much Thornton or Brazel at that other spot, or are we we – Feels like Brazel could be that guy. Step But I'm not going to write off Braley or – No. Braley. Staley. Staley. I, I, Mike Matthews that, has that's a true freshman. Twitter handle is Braley. Yeah. Or, yeah, Matthews. I think those two guys – I mean, they're freshmen, obviously, but I think they can come in and do some work. Hmm. Interesting. At number two, Shane Beamer has parted ways with running backs coach and VFL Montario Hardesty. Har- Did him a favor. Hardesty has spent the last three seasons as South Carolina's running backs coach, and he has been there the entirety of Beamer's tenure be the best thing that ever happened to Ontario getting away from we man they're hemorrhaging they've got 19 in the portal now yeah I know they lost that running back they had to Memphis I believe is that where he ended up going Mario Anderson Jeez, you I mean you're losing kids kids are leaving your team to go play at Memphis and it's not because you got somebody better in front of them uh, I'm not gonna I don't think it's because it's hardesty is their coach either hint hint huh. get Montario an analyst jobs Stick him on staff somewhere so he can be ready whenever Jerry Mack gets a coordinator head coaching job. Mm-hmm. I'll look at it. I don't know. I don't think he'll be on the mark. I mean, he's pretty well thought of. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be – I don't – Will Ontario a, spend a year here under Pruitt or Butch? Is it GA? I feel I like he did. did. Yeah. Maybe even working with the wide receivers. Yeah. Quality control coach, 2018. Nice. He was my kid's like favorite vol when he he first hit that started, circle like, button against football. South Carolina in 09. Woo! That and he killed the, Ray on the deck. Killed the cats too. Final game of the season. Mm-hmm. He was really good. That wasn't a Aaron Beasley reference. Go ahead. <laughs> At number three, two days after his team finished the season with victory over Wisconsin in the ReliaQuest Bowl, LSU coach Brian Kelly is cleaning house. By moving on from four assistant coaches, defensive coordinators, defensive coordinator and linebackers coach Matt House, safeties coach Kerry Crooks, you fight. Cornerbacks coach Robert Steeples and defensive line coach Jimmy Lindsay will not be retained. You fight. You fight. Do it, Houston. You're fired. You are fired. What what was the movie where uh, the guy walks in and he says, "You are dismissed from this school." I don't remember that. Houston drops some off-the-wall movie. movie I can't remember what it was. I'm going to have to get on his level, man. I kind of like it. It's a new vibe. I like how the British say you're you're getting the sack. You're fired. (laughs) 
You're getting a sack. You're getting a sack. Said he fired them all at once today. Just brought them all into the conference room. <laughs> Did you see their defense? Right. I don't blame him. No, I don't oh. blame him. But does that just... make it easier to take if you get fired with other people? Oh, yeah, you, you commiserate. Go, yeah. <laughs> you guys are horrible. Goodbye. You ever Thank been fired, you for your time. Houston? You ever been let go? Canned? Uh, once from an internship because it technically expired. <laughs> Okay, well, you didn't do anything. It was just well, no, that's what was You've weird. Been fired from your voluntary position, right? So yeah. It happens around here. But he brought me in and was like, "I have to fire you," and I'm like, "Oh, okay." It's He's not like, a nice thing. It was to say. so weird. It was at the radio station in Nashville. He's like, "We just we can't pay you, and your internship's over." Tucker's too sued. young to have been canned. Bear, I know you've been canned before. I mean, come I on, got canned your- one time, but you know what? They ended up having to cut me a check because I was uh, wrongfully terminated. Oh, oh, the sweetest. And here, here's here's the funniest part. You guys will get a kick out of this. Uh, this idiot kitchen manager, this dumbass, decided of all things to blame me for stealing out of a walk-in tiramisu. <laughs> tiramisu is prominently featured on the list, isn't it? I not? hate it. And that's what I tried to explain to that that dummy general manager. <laughs> And you know me, I'm so vocal about my hatred of tiramisu. It's a true story, swear to God. I could eat, like, just five pieces right now. If I smell that, I would start dry (sighs) Go ahead, Tucker, with your thing. And finally, at number four, firefighters are putting out a fire at Tyreek Hill's house this afternoon. Big fire. Hill was aware of the fire and had to leave practice in order to get to his house. Everybody is out of the house and safe. Nobody is hurt. What's he going to do? I just imagine, like, a... Some hard ass old school coach. Coach, my house is on fire. I gotta go. Too damn bad. Are you are you in a are you in a firefighting unit or something? Get your butt over there and give me a couple of up downs. Gotta go, coach. House is on fire. Got a cougar on me. <laughs> is that it? That's it. Well done. Tucker Harlan. That is the top four at Forts brought to you by Bo Kregner and the Kregner Group. They do real estate the right way, helping you buy, sell, or invest whatever your real estate needs are. Give my guy Bo Kregner a call at 865-742-1035 and set up a free consultation with Bo. His website is bonoshouses.com. Get it listed, get it sold, and move on. Bo Kregner and the Kregner Group, bonoshouses.com. We get set to go back to the busy, busy phone lines this afternoon, and Trey is next. Good afternoon, Trey. You're on the drive. Three, two, hey, guys. Can one. you hear me? Trey, good afternoon. How are you, sir? Well, guys, I almost, I almost waited for an hour. That's how much I love you all, hmm. Jamie. Good things Not come to, to those who wait. Loved. Kronos complains that he's, you know, on hold for five minutes. But hey, guys, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. As much as it pains me to say, I'm, I'm right there with Stevie. I am just elated. Like I just woke up, you know, the sun was shining even though it wasn't. The birds were chirping even though they weren't. I mean, it was like a, you know, I felt like a Disney princess this morning. Like everything was just beautiful. I am, felt like a Disney watched, princess. Let's marinate I on that bear. for a second, Trey. <laughs> What are we the weirdest Prince thing you've ever seen? Aurora, said? Cinderella. Like, what are we talking about? I mean, guys, uh, 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 weirdness aside, Jasmine. It, it's just <sighs> I, I'm making my way. I'm making my way through the replay. 
and it is just God. It's so good watching a quarterback that knows what he's doing. Bear, I don't get why you keep simping for for, for Joe even after the fact. I've, I'm I've not yet. I've, I've I've yet, and as as long as you waited, I, I'm you know, don't be silly. I've never simped for Joe. I've just had what I would like to call what most of us call here in reality a rational way of looking at it and not emotional. Bear, it's not emotional. You looked at ra- a rational take was that that was a way better quarterback that we watched in the in, in the, the Citrus Bowl. I mean, it, like he it, every pass was on target. I mean, there were no overthrows. There was no frozen in the pocket. And when have, when, have, into, I, when uh, have I ever you know, said that that it wasn't? Where we all differ is, I don't. You made a little comment today, Bear. I don't know that he would have been. I don't know that he would have been ready to go and play in the SEC back in September, October. I mean, you guys were wanting him started at, at Florida behind a makeshift offensive lineman. Is that our best offensive lineman? But you go ahead. I mean, you've been talking about feeling defense. vindicated and all this all this stuff, and it's, I mean, it's balderdash, if you ask me. <laughs> balderdash? Yeah, it's just total malarkey. <laughs> You guys got all up your feelings. How old are you? <laughs> Balderdash? Yeah, That's just, just a bunch of hogwash, and you know it. I don't know. I mean, you guys, oh, I mean, you, know, you guys are ready to crown him the next Peyton Manning after. I mean, what, what was his stat he's line for us? Peyton. Peyton, he's better than Peyton. You're smoking crack, dude. Peyton Manning's, you know, considered Peyton to be. Peyton was a statue. He would be nothing in this game today. He, he Peyton would barely get drafted in, in, in I'm, I'm going I'm to give you a chance here. To <laughs> one, one game. All right, Trey. Hang in there, buddy. Hang in there. You're, you're clutching at the end of all a right. slippery slope. Get it back on track here, buddy. All right, all right, all right. So back to uh, back to other things. So it is it is genuinely nice to be excited going into the offseason. I don't think there's a lot of other SEC teams that are, you know, that are feeling as good as we are. I mean, I think it's like us, um, Bama, Old Miss, and uh, not Bama, sorry, Georgia and Missouri. I mean, we're I mean, there's heroin there's junkies that are teams. have just shot up a, a fat hot load that aren't feeling as good as some of you what? Nico guys. I mean, you guys are on cloud nine. Oh, yeah, Bear. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just, dude, it's it's like back to that. We, we, got that a, we got that rush when we watched Hooker run this offense, man. That that made me feel ways I haven't felt before watching Tennessee football. And I wanted it back. And this year, we didn't get that fix. We didn't get that hit. And it just, now when I saw Nico, I was like, oh, there it is. That's that feeling again. That's the dragon I'm going to be chasing for forever. So, that's that's what it comes down to. But Houston, welcome to the uh, show, buddy. I had to take a day off yesterday to to just listen and observe. I mean, this is the drive is like a ritual for me every day, and uh, it's kind of like getting a new pair of underwear for Christmas. I mean, it's it's a good thing, but you're just used to the old underwear where it's got the hole and you can you know you know where to scratch. But anyway, how many pairs of underwear do you own? I can't wait to become your good underwear. That's where I'm at. Very strange, dude. He, the, uh, he feels like a Disney princess. You're like a new pair of That's underwear. Probably the weirdest call he's yeah, had in a he while. Made it weird. Yeah, it's unusual for the whole him. Show's been even Stevie and Geraldo are like, dude, <laughs> Disney princess. He's just making it weird, man. It's uncomfortable. Kind of cringy. Phil is next. Good afternoon, Phil. Wait, wait, dude. What's up, Philly? Are you Houston in a bear trait? I mean, in a Ooh. tucker dump. 
Uh, I mean, we got so many at this point, like we don't have to do the individual introductions, I don't think. But uh, I think I speak for the huge crew here when I say we're all doing well. Good. When are they going to have a commercial for y'all on, on there? On fan run? We don't need one. Don't need do one? you really need a commercial? We've been here for 12 years, show of record. I mean, it's just kind the of. The exception of a couple of weeks a year where we take vacations, except for Christmas. We're on the air. Yeah, I'm, I got to give y'all props being on this week. Everybody else is doing lazy radio. You know mm. Well, there's some, uh, I will, in their defense, quote Marcus Young, first of all, there's some lineup changes. So, I mean, it's it's not like those guys aren't working. They just. Well, you either have a lineup or you don't. It's like you either have a football team or a basketball team. Program Director Phil checking in. I'm looking forward to – if we're the quarterback here, I'm looking forward to the, the new offensive line recruits that we've signed up. We're in the – I mean, it all starts up front, right? And it all starts with the morning show. And John and Bob next week. Bobby. Looking forward to it. Are you going to take phone calls? I mean, I, I don't want to speak for them, but I believe it, it is talk radio. I, I would imagine that, yes, you will be allowed to call in and converse with the boys. Cool. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I got to start talking about the uh, bear running Rick Barnes. That's pretty cool. My, for one of my thrills of my life, I ran into Buck Pearl and had a beer with him at Roosters. That checks out. Knowing Bruce, oh, knowing Bruce, the is area, all, Bruce and yeah, uh, that checks Tony out. Jones, all those guys are always mm-hmm. up in Roosters. That was the spot. Yeah. So was Lane Kiffin. Mm-hmm. That was a good old days, guys. That's what you know. Three switches in the lead eight. Simpler time. I remember when when Pearl got the job here, and uh, people in Milwaukee who covered his program, they, and they said like, it is not uncommon to see Bruce Pearl after a game, like in in a bar, hang and like not with his family or mm-hmm. close friends in the corner, like at the bar holding court <laughs> after a game, like just having beers with the people and and, and chilling, and like he did that here. Guys, we've got a. Two or three year window now. We got Nico at quarterback, uh, uh, who who he's probably going to be elite. He's, he's, that's what it looks like to me. I mean, just hope he don't get hurt. But uh, Hopple's going to have to. He's going to have to fix that defense if he wants to win a championship. Mm-hmm. Where'd we end up ranked defensively, Russ? Uh, it was like twenty or uh, overall it was like thirty sixth or so, and. These stats are kind of, you know, who so knows. I feel like if our offense was decent this year, mm-hmm. if we had the same, we would have had another shot at making the playoffs. 30, like 38th nationally in scoring defense, 39th in total defense. Well, it didn't improve, but when we played the, our best competition, we were just pretty much yeah. rolled over. Yeah, and I just think the way we play offense and the way we're going to play with Nico next year, like – I don't think we're going to hold teams down the way we did Iowa, man. I, we're going to have to win some shootouts. Yep. And, and those are, are – that's fine with me, man. I think those are exciting to watch. Like, I don't, I don't care if if Oklahoma puts up 35, 38, 40 on us next year. If we put up half a hundred, I'm fine with that. Yeah. We'll be yeah. in shootouts. I mean, Texas, Oklahoma, I like that style of bas- uh, football. It kind of is like basketball, but I mean, uh, it, those are fun games to watch. It, it'll be a lot – I think a lot like 2022 – um, where you know the good teams on the schedule, with the exception, just take the Georgia game out of it and South Carolina, I guess. But 
you know, the good teams we played, it was shootouts, and the teams we were supposed to beat, we just housed. Well, and the LSU game from that year is the one that, you know, I, I love that game because if you're not ready for it, if if you're like, we're ready to go. If you're not ready from the get go, you're gonna like look at the 21. scoreboard and all of a sudden it's twenty eight to three. And it's like, oh, we can't catch up. Like those are my because I think we'll do that a couple of times next year too. Yeah, I think we get back to that. That's what's frustrating about the Alabama game this year. We probably should have been up twenty eight. Yeah, yeah should have been. Yep. Should have been. Well, we lost. Uh, we should have had a bigger lead in twenty seven and halftime. Uh, we lost the game in the first half, even though we were ahead twenty seven. Yeah, we could have bombed them. Yeah, twenty eight yeah. seven. That might have. That would have definitely taken that crowd out of it completely. And, and that's when Alabama turned their whole season around in that game. Yep. Damn it. Uh, I got a 9-3 you know. football team, Phil, and they damn near made the national championship game. It's well, basically so you got great of a coach? He is. Roll down tied. They the never Bama appreciation all, honestly, hour uh, Alabama down. led that game up until, what, the last two minutes? I mean, they tied it up on that last drive. Yeah. When, I, they, when they didn't make that guy, when they didn't – like old Alabama, they would have knocked that ball completely loose from that uh, punt returner, and they would have, you know, fell on it in the end zone for a touchdown. Phil, getting back to your original point, though, this defense, and that was kind of my takeaway from the Bill Bender conversation was just, you know, Michigan upgraded their defense. And when he was talking about Michigan and how they're built from the inside out, like I was thinking about our teams in the late 90s that just had, you know, four elite defensive tackles that we just kept rotating every single possession. We were bringing Darwin Walker or Albert Hainsworth off the bench as backup pieces to spell John Henderson, Billy Ratliff, Jeff Coleman, uh, Ron Green, like those guys. And, and we just kept rolling bodies in there. And that's what I don't think we had this year. And I'm wondering, like, I like the guys. We, we have four good defensive tackles. We have some, obviously some good edge pieces next year. I think linebacker Peely and Carter are going to be better than what we ended the year with. And a lot of it just comes down to the secondaries. Like, can we get better bodies yeah, back yeah, there? Yeah, you're right. It's the secondary. I agree. I think the linebackers will be a lot better, and I think the defensive line will be better. Did we see enough? What, what, Go ahead, Phil. What's the latest on Spragans and the uh, uh, Simmons? Are they coming back next year? Everything I just is, assume Elijah yeah. is. There wasn't. I didn't think that was yeah, where really he's a going. question. Where's he going to go? Sprags, I don't know. I mean, it's. I'm assuming it felt like early on back. he was coming back, and it felt like a foregone conclusion. And now, it, I, I guess no news. So we just kind of are left to stir our own minds. But I, the early reports was that Spragans was going to come back. So let's left this uh, tackle from uh, LSU who's transferring wants a million a year. Is Tennessee going to fork up and pay it? For a million a year for who? For Herd. Boy, yeah. The, oh. the Herd guy. And he's, re he's related to the uh, uh, Herd guy that we're signing out of Georgia okay. somehow. I don't know so what we think. the dynamics on that. I mean, if that's kind of what it is, a million a, a year. and How much did he play? It's worth it, isn't it? He didn't. He didn't. Much. He didn't play a whole lot. But now the thing he wanted the to same thing what you spot, were talking yeah. about. Back in the nineties, we had you know eight or nine that we could. LSU had a true freshman five star left tackle this year who's just like you know he's going to be that a top dude. ten pick yeah. and after his three years down there is just like a guy that you're not unseating, and so he wants to go somewhere. That's the weird thing though. My research yes last night indicated like. 
that guy wants to play left tackle. That's why he's leaving there. He could play right tackle at LSU. He wants to play left tackle. Well, yeah. is John Campbell entrenched at left tackle for us next year? It seemed like he was this past year. I mean, when, when Campbell's healthy, I mean, <coughs> thought he played pretty well this he's pretty year. pretty good. Until he got, got started getting dinged up, and then he just couldn't. Really, he did well, get ragdolled on that one fumble down at Alabama. And, yeah. If you're gonna, if you want to win, you gotta get the big boys. That's the bottom line. You know it, and I know it. Yeah, Bama's actually got a couple of offensive linemen that have just hit the portal today. I know their center, starting really? center, hit the portal, uh, and then they had another interior offensive lineman. I forget the guy's name, but mm-hmm. he's a five star, if I'm not mistaken. Well, their so. starting center is a goat this week, not in a good way. <laughs> Sent that worm really, burner back. Starting center is part of the reason Alabama lost the game. All those bad snaps he had during the game. Uh, it was a horrible snap. I will never know. Was that McLaughlin? Yep. Yeah, he just, entered the, he just entered the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Huh. No, thanks. Well, so, there was this guy from uh, Temple. Was that, he's in here right now, right? I don't know. I don't know what his, his visit schedule is, but it sounds like he is a guy they want. Well... I consider, I think, secondary. If you upgrade it, then your defense ought to be legitimate next year. That's the plan, Phil. Don't don't want to hurt no feelings. Yeah. See? I mean, it's it's like this offensive line thing with with Campbell. It's like, okay, do we pay this guy a million dollars a year and he might be the backup? Like, is that going to – create dissension or disharmony if a guy comes in and he's a backup or he's like hey i'm making a million dollars i need to be playing like you do have to be cognizant of that stuff if you're hypo i said that from the jump i think that's the hardest part about this from coaches because when a player they want says here's my number sure what if we can get it we're going to get it for you Mm -hmm. but then how do you manage the locker room once they find out well how do you manage your yourself how do you justify like i'm I'm playing a guy who's making nothing and i've got this other guy that we've invested all this money on on the bench like you it's human nature you're going to be tempted to play that guy sure and the nil folks the the boosters who you know foot the bill for that they're going to say wait 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 i bought this guy he's repping my business i want him to be playing and doing my commercials well we've got ricky gibson and is it justin matthews or Thomas. Jordan Matthews. Jordan, Jordan Matthews. We got Jordan Matthews and, and and Ricky Gibson and Christian Conyers, and like they're excited about all three of those young cornerbacks yeah. who did not play at all this year. Gibson made a couple of cameos. Yeah, and um, you know, do you you spend a year developing these guys? You you spent hour long. You spent recruiting them. You nil'd them to get here in the first place. You didn't play in their first year. You you still high on them reportedly Mm -hmm. are we going to go out there and bring in a bunch of mercenaries to take their spot like i I don't i'm not saying it's a good idea or a bad idea i don't know i think you just want the best players but you also don't want to risk pissing everybody off in the locker room and they end up not working as hard not preparing as hard and I mean, you you saw what happened last year at South Carolina after the dude stepped on the tee in the locker room. Like, this stuff yeah, matters. Yeah. It loses you games. Yeah. I do think uh, a key piece coming back is Peely defensively. Just You'd have to think they're going to – I just feel like with him him out there on the field, being an old dude like he is and, and just tough, hopefully play with a, a little bit harder edge. And Arian Carter being turned loose as as a weapon. Like, hopefully he 
knows what he's doing now and can go out there and rather than just be a yeah a, a guy's like see ball hit ball can can yeah. still do that but also can play a little coverage and do other football things that you need and well, you know yeah, what yeah, herring was flying around there he looked he looked good he like, flashed looks like those bold then, practices helped him out and then you've got pierce which everybody knows he's one of the biggest freaks in in college yeah. football but i mean tyree west he he's uh he impressed me just based based on i mean he's a he's a striker he about stole that kid's soul mm. quick time out the drive continues more of your phone calls coming up the drive fan run radio the drive continues taking your phone calls 865-546-8200 number to get on the show here this afternoon reading through some of the reaction to today's program uh brian says thornton had a high ankle sprain it, it must have a been a pretty, pretty severe yeah. one i never saw it I, but i just remember we, we were doing a watch party at craven wings and i remember hearing from some people who were like watching the tv broadcast that like made it sound like it was a brew like his ankle was pointing the wrong way like it was i don't nobody you couldn't really see because how dark and that wacky turf they've got up there but it looked like what little bit you could see of it just like his foot got rolled at up alabama mm-hmm. missouri. missouri no missouri dante he hurt himself i thought he hurt himself at Bama. no no it was, it was, the, it was the one right. touchdown yeah, he had right. at mizzou right mm-hmm. yeah yeah b cole says i'm convinced stevie the caller is just billy stats trolling sounds too much alike hmm. no we, i've met stevie in the flesh yeah yeah stevie doesn't have that sure. doesn't have that southern thing that billy does steven says phil and chronos are the goats of the drive but stevie and geraldo vol are the most entertaining I do like the new blood, like the next generation of callers coming up is, is strong. Some odd characters in there. Tommy says, weirdest part of that call was Bear talking about hot loads. Yikes. <laughs> Shooting hot loads. Hot loads of heroin. Oh, my God. That's what those guys sound like. <laughs> now, I, I will confess I've never dabbled in – with uh riding the dragon the white lady i maybe i need to brush up on my drug lingo but uh, hot loads hot load yeah hot load. That, uh, hot load is basically if somebody like somebody spikes you tries to is you know you give what a, a secret shot of heroin hey who's the wise guy here no like somebody i think it's basically like somebody gets a, a a dose of something a lot stronger than they were expecting then it kills you mm. yeah those guys are like junked out of their minds on Nico. <laughs> you gonna tell me they're not? You're gonna tell me you're not? I am, but I'm just I'm tempering it because it was it was it was one game and some limited action. Oh come on, Bear! Not like this. And I'm just gotta I'm just one game pump. and some limited action. He's the prince who was promised. Did you see him out there? Did you see him out there running around? He's got incredible potential. The kids, uh, he could be a number one overall pick. He makes really quick decisions. The ball goes where he wants it to go. It's a long ride till next year, man. Yeah, think how much better he's going to get. A little bigger, a little stronger, a little faster. Change his body. (laughs) But, I mean, Stevie was in a near-orgasmic state, and Trey stated that he felt like a Disney princess. 
Oh my god. That's the effect Nico has on people. Nico effect. Makes you feel like a Disney princess. Eight minutes, eight, eight months, bear, eight months to percolate, to bake in the oven of course. Well, a lot goodness. of it is, I'd be a lot more fired, but some of the stuff these guys are saying is so cringy and just so, man, borderline, just bizarre, weird, that I kind of naturally pull back, like, dang, get away from me, you psycho. You're the one who said hot loads. <laughs> Multiple times. I never said I wanted, I felt like a, I woke up and felt like a, a Disney princess. You ever wake up feeling like a Disney princess, Russ? No, huh? but I mean, it's 2024. Huh? Like, whatever, man. You want to <laughs> you walk you. around Stately Smith Manor in your jasmine getup? I'm a black I'm a, long wig? No, man. I'm, you know me. I'm a, I'm a he, him kind of guy. But apparently Trey's not. It, and hey, who the hell knows hey, what's going on with Stevie? That guy's Trey, weird. Live your truth, brother. Stevie was just borderline erotic. Oh, my God. I don't even no. know if he was borderline. You just think he was? You found that to be erotic? You know, why are you looking at me when you? Had, I didn't say because that because he's got his back turned to me because I'm Tucker making him can chat. You, you can still you can still talk to Tucker. He's he's still here. I mean, erotic? That was erotic to you. There have been some comments and some tweets since that game that people have dabbled in the erotica. Yes. Yeah. Maybe I not mean, that just specific me being call, but many, me, that many I people. find that to be we devoted very sig- weird and we devoted a not insignificant amount of time in our first segment yesterday, first segment of the year, discussing Nico's posterior size. That's different. Everybody knows you love big, <laughs> ba- you like big, big backs, and you cannot lie. I mean, think how much bigger it's going to get. He's just like squatting and eating protein shakes oh, for the next eight months. Thing's going to be stacked next year. You set your drink on it. But th- that's it. I've thought about it this morning. It's like there's just some some older dudes that are saying some really creepy things. Hmm. They've waited a long time about their favorite quarterback. Damn, Trey was in tears on VR almost. I've got a sense of vindication, Bear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm vindicated, buddy. Kiss my behind. <laughs> It's be, let people be happy. It's a good thing, man. It's good for us. It's good for the business. Excitement. Don't be a wet blanket. I'm not. I'm just pointing out that I think it's a little odd. Kind of creepy. And if he ever comes on here, ever comes on here and, and says, based off the Citrus Bowl against Iowa, that anybody's better than Peyton Manning. That's, that's an automatic trip down the drain just for stupidity. El Diablo is next. Good afternoon, Diablo. Wow, guys, uh, thanks for taking my call, and uh, I don't know where I'm coming into. Uh, I'm not sitting here in my holy underwear fantasizing about Disney, so uh, I don't want to disappoint. But uh, speaking about terrible teams, that I don't know where we're getting our defensive ranking at, but that Iowa team, they couldn't have scored at the Bunny Ranch, so I don't know if that's going to help uh, jack up Tim Banks and Willie Martinez's defensive stats, but... The eyes don't deceive me, man. They're not very good. But with that being said, explain to me about the 12-team playoff. Has it already been set up? Do we, are we going to have uh, 14 buys with home games at the respective team's home field, or how's that set up? I know you've got some home games involved in there for sure. Those are the five through eight. Yeah. Yeah. So five, five through, through eight, eight are going to get the Host okay. nine through 12. And the top four get the opening week bye. 
And then after that, it goes so, to bowl games, right? Is it the top four or is it the conference champions play a role in it? Doesn't That'll it? be a role with how they seed the top four because inevitably there will be years where a certain conference champ is left out of the top four, obviously. I hope they don't inherit they the uh, – I hope they don't in, inherit or create the same problem the NFL has with – Right. A division winner could actually have a losing record and still host – and it's happened – host a playoff game it seems incredibly unfair so how's that going to impact all these bowls like the citrus and the tax slayer bowl i mean are they going to get put out of business or no they'll incorporate I mean, the bowls into the whichever rounds and then they'll have the semifinal and final but i thought you all just said that there's going to be a team's hosted home games that's just the, that's strictly the first it's strictly the first round Okay, I'm with you. So how long will this playoff – I mean, when do we ultimately think they're going to have a, uh, a champion crown? Is it going to be into February, or how long is that going to take to play out? I would think late January, probably. <laughs> uh, they're going to be starting earlier. Like, I would look for those that first round of home playoff games to be maybe that week leading up to Christmas. This is saying next year national championship Atlanta Georgia January twentieth. So really, only it's only what eleven days more. 10 I days. like it, man. Let's spread this out. More football, better. Yeah, I, I agree. I just don't want it to screw up with the NFL playoffs because uh, I'm like you. More football is better, but I, I hope they can spread it out where we get our dose of NFL and also college oh, equally it, distributed. Those TV people figure that out. But instead of having like one really good day like we had this week on Monday with Michigan and Alabama and Texas and Washington games, you know, we're going to get like three or four weekends of high-stakes games. Hey, speaking about TV productions, did you not think our Citrus Bowl production looked like something West High School put oh. together or something? Be- oh. I mean, at one point – I thought I was watching it in an eclipse or something. Yeah. I thought my wife had snuck over and messed with the settings. What yeah. was up with that? No, I was like messing with my brightness settings. and I think I, they had a problem with one of their – it must have had a problem with, like, with a camera or something. This was just that one angle. Well, none of their graphics were correct either. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they it was not, it was yeah, not yeah, a tight yeah. production. The, the Tyler Bray thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, UNC yeah, in 2010. Peyton Manning lost the, the – Gator Bowl. Peyton Manning lost and Tyler Bray won. We're getting texts from former players, or that's not true. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, that it was. It was hard to watch. Like it was hurting my eyes. Like trying mm. to watch, and I. Yeah, that was. Frustrating. I just turned my flip my TV over to dynamic. Hey, <laughs> that's what finally, you guys, do. going out the hmm? door. I, I want to ask you about these barns bashers because I, okay. I, you know, I'm not a barns basher, but I, 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 and you all go back farther in the time than I do. Did the Barnes bashing start prior to him kicking the tires on the UCLA job? Oh, yeah. Or did that kind of okay. – there, there were some people who were not enamored with the hire from day one. And I, I will be really? perfectly honest, man. Like, I, I was not an expert on it. I knew uh, he's the guy who got into it with Dean Smith at Clemson, and he's been at Texas forever, Coach Kevin Durant. And we beat the – we you know, Bruce Pearl kind of yep, yep. owned him. Like, that was my the extent of my knowledge. And – I remember when the news broke that that was kind of the direction that Dave Hart was moving rapidly towards. My initial thought was, well, we're getting a guy that's that just got fired, mm-hmm. and he's on the downside of his career. 
and uh, you know, uh, man, I, big time wrong on that one because he he's found a second act and and he's as strong as ever. And we've been feels like we've been living in the top ten for a couple of seasons now. How many games has he won right now? Is he, he's over seven hundred, right? Yeah. So here's my question uh, going out the door, and I'm going to get some more callers on. Look at that list and have your ace research team. How many te- coaches that have, w- how many active coaches that have won over 700 games have never made a Final Four? See you guys. Problem is he's he made, made a Final yeah he four. made one. You remember back in the days when it was yeah, I, and, and we're was, going this was, year. By it the was, way, it was Kronos, and I believe Phil when they were complaining that he was lazy recruiter. Remember when they used to call him retirement Rick. The first two years, uh, who was the first? Was was DJ Burns the first quote, top one hundred player? I remember that was a big thing. With I think so, we, uh, he hasn't signed any top one hundred players. Oh yeah, they used to hammer that every afternoon. And look where DJ Burns is now. All right, <laughs> uh, if you're if you're happy with retirement, Rick. Well, Burns was the first one, and then Triple J, who's still here, was the. And then after that, it was just a we, we only signed top one hundred players. Now we signed a guy who's like. You know, in the seventies or eighties, and it's kind of like, mm. oh, uh, well, uh, he he might be able to play for us after a couple of years. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I do remember that 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 was going around for a while. His first two or three years, though, mm-hmm. like the oh, he doesn't go, he doesn't leave town essentially to recruit. Yeah, which now <laughs> yeah, we know is yeah, he doesn't go out to. Yeah. He literally doesn't. He lets the he makes the assistants go recruit and bring he them to go. campus. Yeah. I remember people saying that. <laughs> you think you think Joe's percolating right now somewhere, just in a full on rage about Barnes? Yes, yes. Joe, Polo Joe. Joe. Oh. I'm, uh, Joe Milton is still Joe number one in my my mind. Rich Bruins, rose petals. Well, he got a tattoo bet thrown his way, and and he turtled. He got out of the, well. I don't think we've heard from him since then. No. And then somehow that he, got he got like between mad. Trey and Jamie. Yeah, who Jamie has by the end of the week to either to put up or put shut a up. man up or tuck your tail between your legs and sit this one out. You coward! Oh, sheesh! You believe in Ricky? Don't you? Either on the bus, you're not. We'll hear. From Rick Barnes, when we continue next at your Rocky Top Report, brought to you by Bo Kregner and the Kregner Group. When we continue, Tennessee basketball wraps up the non-conference portion of the season, getting ready for undefeated Ole Miss coming in here Saturday night. By far the most important thing that's happening Saturday night in Big Orange Country. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry, second most important thing. Yeah, first we're gonna do uh we're gonna do a live post game from a wedding reception. Yeah. Me and Davy and Russ. You guys really plan like you we're dude, what do you not understand about voluntary reaction in me and Davy and Russ? I think it's a labor of love. It's like our child. It doesn't just not happen, bro. You think we're gonna disappoint our, you our, doing last our night? thousands and thousands of fans? It's different when you're playing. We'll, dis- <laughs> we'll disappoint you and your wife. Yeah. We'll get we're talking about thousands. Uh, stay with us. The drive continues. It's fan run radio. The drive. Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. According to Urban Dictionary, a hot load. Oh, boy. Is this not good? Read ahead, Russell. Let's be careful here. 
a dose of a drug, usually heroin, that is too strong for most people to handle and therefore one that causes overdosing. That's basically what I described yeah. Trey yeah. and the rest of the Nikonistas at. Man, they was selling $25 hot loads up there. Them junkies all OD'd. Yeah. They're ODing on $25 for a hot load? That sounds affordable. You ever seen American Gangster? Yeah. Denzel? Yeah. Frank Lucas? Yeah. That's what happened. His stuff was so pure, people were... That scene where he's in the interrogation room with who? Who was Russell Crowe? Yeah, and they're like pushing the cup back and forth. Not one That's dime, good. Frank. Not one dime. If I find it, you're going to jail. What did I watch Russell Crowe in? Uh, oh, uh, Master and Commander. I haven't, I haven't so, seen that. You never seen that? No, oh, I haven't so either. Good. Oh, good. oh, manly movie. Like, it, it's in. It, it's a man's movie. No, I'll, I'll tell you right now. Cress and I have been talking and. He had, me and him have a perfectly valid request from you two. Um, since he's been doing his homework and he did watch Big Trouble in Little China and loved it, Houston, I feel like you two need to watch Chernobyl. I I watched it. I, I really enjoyed it. I had to stop because like it was it got so gross. Like when the people are like liquefying Melting. and gelling, it, like I I couldn't like that was it yeah. But there's so much more good stuff after my that. Dreams. Yeah, the courthouse scenes at the end. So the great. coal miners. Oh, that's. It's incredible. Kentucky, up? <laughs> oh, Kentucky ain't got nothing on these guys. Russian coal miners. Oh, you saw that guy that Cal Partridge rotted out there last year. I feel like he'd uh, give them a pretty good fight. I don't know. You know the guy I'm talking about, don't you, Houston? The leader of those guys. Mm-hmm. He's that's been a, a lot real of other that, stuff. that guy. That's a, that's a real person that led those guys underneath that whole thing. They couldn't wear any clothes. Yep. I do remember the they guy were like naked. naked, like shoveling things out. Because it was what, like 130 degrees underneath that thing? They were Did worried about fans for the dust. Uh, yeah, I'd say most of those melted. guys got like thyroid cancer. I would imagine. <laughs> On that note, let's get to the Rocky Top Report, brought to you by Bo Kregner and the Kregner Group. Oh, segue. It's time for the Rocky Top Report, brought to you by the Kregner Group. Tennessee basketball takes care of Norfolk State, 87-50, covered. Last mm-hmm. night, volunteers led in scoring by Zakai Ziegler. ZZ Top went off. Five of ten from three-point range. That's for, a career high. Five made threes in a game. Good. Finding that stroke. He looks back. Dalton Connect went for 15 as soon as uh, you texted that he as was. As soon dead. as I texted that, <laughs> well done to you. Barnes had broken yeah, him. <laughs> about 13 of that in one small streak there in uh, the end of the first half. Kind of analysis, just can't get anywhere else right here. Professional. We think he's back to 100 yet from that ankle. Rick Barnes doesn't quite think he is. How about Tobey? A waka 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 with the double double, 10 points, 11 boards. Dude, he's got a he's got a uh, he's got a move he does on guys underneath with his leg. It's it, it's a thing of beauty. What uh, uh Jonas Adu last night? Only twelve minutes. I I was watching the beginning of the game and Barnes jerked him. Yeah, like a minute and a half into it, and apparently didn't get much playing time after that. Is I that would, when he got the ball stolen from behind. I forget when it was exactly, but I just know of all the starters, especially on the offensive end, he just was not the guy you've seen lately. Now, he nope. did he did have those two flushes there to start the second half, but, you know, 
it just was not the same Jonas. And Rick has said, too, that, um, you know, he just hadn't been able to practice a whole lot. Next up, Tennessee plays Ole Miss 6 p.m. Saturday night at the arena. Number 19 Ole Miss undefeated under first-year coach Chris Beard. Here's Rick Barnes talking about scheduling in the rough and rugged SEC. You know, again, I would say coming through the uh, – if I went back and thought about where we uh, – the schedule's been great. I mean, I I give it to uh, Coach Polinski. I, th- I thought he did a great job trying to put her schedule together in terms of our – like these bye games here. We really searched out to get quality teams, and, and, and the score won't indicate tonight how much of a quality team Norfolk State is. I mean, they've, you go back and look at their, who they've won games against and what they've done, and – we knew when we played a team like Charleston State, the physicality that they were going to bring, we wanted that in it. We obviously uh, uh, we want to try to play the top 150 if we can in our in our bye games. But uh, the only the only thing that we had no control over, to be quite honest with you, was the Carolina game coming back from Maui. We would never put a game like that there. Uh, you know, you know, getting, we wouldn't do that. But uh, that's really the worst 20 minutes that we've played all year. But again, I'm not taking anything. We've, Carolina because they were great that night and they made us look bad. But uh, you know it's uh, it's been a good schedule for us. But you can throw it all out the window now. I mean, SEC conference play. I mean, it's it's extremely hard to win at home and it's extremely hard to win on the road. Chris Beard's done a fabulous job already at Ole Miss, got them off to one of their best starts ever, and he's got uh, guys that are playing with the kind of passion that he coaches with and. Uh, I don't think there's an easy game at all in this league, but I don't think it is. I mean, I didn't even realize this until I was walking out tonight to come on the court, and I saw where Creighton, who everybody knows is a great team, they're 0-2 in the league to start with. And uh, it's that kind of league, basketball around the country right now, and our league's not going to be any different. Ole Miss Saturday, Mississippi State in Starkville a week from tonight at the hump. Georgia and Athens, Florida at home two weeks from last night. What year was the dump at the hump? <laughs> you remember that? Yes. Who was it who called it? Willie. The dump at the hump was when Rick Ray and Conzo Martin locked horns in an epic battle of wits. There were like 14 people at that game. <laughs> remember when Con- was it, it was it Conzo or, uh, or Buzz that would call the timeout? One of, somebody wouldn't foul was, if they were they up would by call three. A time, they would call a timeout to stop their own runs. Yeah. I think that was Conzo. That was Conzo. <laughs> then somebody would would not refuse to foul down when he had a team down three. Buzz. That's why we lost so yeah. many games in the last twenty seconds. And then they'd bomb a three and hit it. Then they had that kid, your favorite kid from A and M. What was that kid's name? Antoine Space. Two years in a row came in here and beat us he on the last us. second threes. Well, the beginning of a long and hopefully wonderful journey for this Tennessee basketball team. I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty optimistic about yeah, things as we embark on this conference slate. Uh, you know, you know one a, thing that surprised me when I when I saw him today. <laughs> you want to know what it is, Russ? Yeah, the look in his eye. No, no, huh? He was just, he was just smiling. Um, <laughs> he's a uh, he's a big dude. Sneaky big. He's like, I mean that—that's basketball. Like, how many times have you been? I remember this in being in middle school, 
and like watching our middle school team play and and seeing like the guards thinking like how small they look and then like you see them in the halls and they're mm-hmm. like oh, they're big guys. Like Santi Vescovi looks like a small guy when you're watching on TV. Yeah. He's like six three. Yeah, the only one that you can say is not actually that big in person is Zakai. But he's bulky. He's, oh, he's, he's built. He's wide. Yeah. Have you guys ever been out around town and and ran and seen Squirrel White out? Mm-mm. He's he's. Boy, Zakai was on their nerves last night. That oh, one yeah. sequence where he had the he yeah, like shut the guy of, out of bounds. Of them. How did he get and away then, with that? And then steals the ball the on the ensuing inbounds. I, I think they did call him for the foul there, but oh, it's kind of a makeup call. Yeah, on the inbounds. Yeah, yeah. Sorry yeah. about the whole shoving you in the tenth row thing. <laughs> you got greedy. You get a call there. Stay with us. Hour number three of the drive coming up on many of these fine fan run affiliates. Tucker Harlan has your top five at five. We'll get you caught up when we continue next, right here on Fan Run Radio. The drive.